Welcome to Brazen, a weekly podcast where we get down and dirty on how we can live a more curious, bold, and vibrant life. We are your hosts, Callie Hughes, a functional wellness nurse practitioner, and Valerie King-Maller, a transformational life and mindset coach. In this podcast, we are helping women stop people-pleasing and perfectionism, awaken their inner badass, and discover what can happen when we take the lead in our own life. Join us every Tuesday as we explore everything available to us when we brazenly take accountability for our life and well-being. Welcome to another episode of Brazen. So today we are going to talk about tips to help you live a happier and more present life. It's really common for us to kind of jump from thing to thing, event to event, to do to to do, and not really absorb what is going on around us and not really live our life to the fullest. So that's what we're going to tackle today. And Valerie has some really great tips that are going to be super easy to implement starting today. So let's get started. So first off, let's talk a little bit about why it's important to live in the present. I feel like we talk about that a lot, but don't always like kind of explain why that's important. And I think two things, you sort of hit on it, but that concept of sleepwalking through your life. So when you wake up, you know, two weeks from now and you're like, I barely remember day to day. I can't really differentiate from one day to the next. And just kind of that feeling that your life is a little bit slipping away <laughs> with not a lot of like value or like excitement. And so kind of living in the present will allow you to sort of really capture some like happiness and fulfillment. The other piece is, and we talked about this in one of our previous episodes, but Living in the present allows you to sort of moderate your anxiety and depression. So obviously, if it's super severe, it may not work. But in a lot of ways, if you can try to live a little more presently, you tend not to focus on the future, which can be anxiety inducing, or the past, which can be depression inducing. So a lot of why I encourage other people as well as myself to live in the present is because I have anxiety. And so like living in the present allows me to kind of moderate that a little bit. So one of the first things that I recommend if you are trying to live a little bit more in the present and to be happier is gratitude practice. That is like the buzz catchphrase right now. Um, but we can talk a little bit about why that's important. And I think the first thing is how you do your gratitude practice. So you can do it in any way that feels joyful and works for you. And just keep in mind that the first couple of times you do it, it may feel a little weird, but some people just journal at the end of the night or journal the next morning about the day before. Some people do it with a partner or with their family. That's my personal favorite way to do it is just share your favorite moments from the day. And you can just write what you're grateful for, but you can also write three things that went well for the day or three things that you're proud of. Basically just trying to look back at your day in a positive light. And I 
definitely love the group version of gratitude practice just because it also like encourages relationship building. Um, and it's just like a sweet and fun activity to do with your family. Plus it's really fun as we've mentioned before to hear what toddlers (laughs) choose for the highlights of their day. (laughs) So I really love this. What I notice is not only does it foster good feelings in the moment when you're talking about it, But it starts to like trigger in your brain to kind of watch out for those positive things throughout your day because you're like, oh, I know, you know, tonight at dinner, we're going to talk about our favorite highlights from the day. And so like, it's a great opportunity to just, you know, kind of pay attention and check in with yourself throughout the day so that you can find those highlights. So yeah, like it wires your brain to kind of just be (laughs) on alert and appreciate those moments. Exactly. Do you have any thoughts about gratitude practice? I know we've talked about it a lot. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of research that shows the positive benefits of having a gratitude practice on the way that your brain works. So it kind of, like we just mentioned, it changes the wiring almost in your brain, that whole concept of neuroplasticity where you can forge new connections in your brain. So if you start a gratitude practice, it won't be long before you automatically start to recognize those moments of gratitude in the moment. And then you can talk about them later because your brain sort of anticipates that it's going to be something that it wants to hold on to because you're going to want to talk about it later. There's some research that's come out showing that it can have a really positive impact on depression and anxiety where, you know, you're focusing more on things that are happening that are good as opposed to focusing on what could happen in the future or, you know, things that are bringing you down. And I'm not necessarily talking about like clinical anxiety and clinical depression, I'm more talking about just the moods or kind of general dispositions, like it can help to recenter you in the present. Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. I was sort of trying to mention that earlier that yes, (laughs) it's more of like the tendency. So yeah, I really appreciate. I mean, it doesn't hurt. Certainly. Like (laughs) if you have clinical depression or clinical anxiety, like a gratitude practice can only help you. So yeah. So that's kind of our first thing that has in positive psychology, that's one of the positive interventions that's shown to have like the greatest effect on your happiness. So I always recommend just starting with that. It's a pretty simple thing to start with. And also just don't give up on it. Like I said, I know when I first started doing it, I would write in like a notebook or something, my, the things I was grateful for. And I felt like I was just saying the same things over and over again, but that's why it does help to kind of shift, you know, find something that works for you, but try to stick with it for at least a couple of weeks before you give up on that form of doing it. And I actually heard this other really good tip. I think it was Hoda Kotb in an interview, Mm. but she talked about how trying to make it as little and specific as possible. Like I think her example was that guy who held the door for me while he was holding a bunch of bags and he could have just let it swing shut, you know, just getting really super specific about those things that you're grateful for. It 
is going to help with that mental wiring even faster and trying not to be like really general, like I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my job. I'm grateful for my house. I mean, those are all good things to be grateful for, but get specific with it. (laughs) Yeah, I love that too. Just it's funny because those examples you gave are like literally the ones I wrote or, you know, and I think that also choosing to be really specific, like pay attention to also not feeling like it needs to be this momentous thing that happened to you. Like I had a really great cup of coffee today. It's great. You know, I really enjoyed chatting with my coworker. Like it doesn't have to be this sort of out of the normal day kind of activity, just something that gave you like a little boost of pleasure that day. So (laughs) the second thing is to just do some check-ins with yourself. And this for me means maybe setting an alarm like every couple of hours to just kind of check in, see how you're feeling and, you know, do some things to kind of shift your energy if you need to. I think of this a lot during the work day when you're just kind of go, 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 and you are you know, all of a sudden realizing that your shoulders are really tense and you've been kind of like shallow breathing for the last couple of hours (laughs) because you're really stressed. And so it's like, okay, can I do some stretches either in your office or the bathroom or wherever you need to? Can I go outside and get some sunlight? Can I do a couple deep breathing exercises? This may seem like a weird thing about, you know, when we're talking happiness, but I think a lot of times we just like coast through our day just waiting for the moment that you you know get a break or whatever but it like it's important to make sure that you're just checking in with yourself throughout the day yeah and if you are making sure that you're mentally and physically feeling well throughout the day you're going to be in a better mood by the end of the day Mm -hmm. like just imagine the days that you get home from work and like your back is sore, your hips are tight, your shoulders are like just super tight from holding all your tension all day. Maybe you have a headache because you haven't been drinking water. Like, how do you feel in that evening? You probably feel like crap. So just the check-ins are really helpful for kind of maintaining your physical and mental state throughout the day. So you actually can enjoy your life, you know, in the evening. Do you have any other tips for people, Val, besides, you know, like setting alarms, any other ideas for how to have those little check-in reminders? I think that the sort of habit stacking to, or just like tying it to something else. So like, I wish I could remember where this reference was from, but a woman talked about wanting to have more confidence when she was at work. And she said every time she'd go through a doorway, she would like remember to be like confident and powerful. And it's like, I kind of think of it that way. Like, can you tie it to your lunch break? Or every time Mm -hmm. you like walk into your office, you like do a quick check-in or, you know, something that kind of triggers that every day for you. So it becomes like an add-on to something you're already doing. Do you have any thoughts too? (laughs) Kind of just on the same line, I've heard... You know, like before you answer the phone or something, Mm -hmm. take a deep breath and then smile and then answer the phone and it changes the way that your conversation ends up going. So yeah, I love the idea of habit stacking because it makes it 
easier to implement than just kind of like trying to throw an extra habit in randomly, you know, at different points during the day. (laughs) And also if we are talking about the workplace or even just if you're, you know, staying home with the kids and stuff, one thing that you can do too is just trying to build in little positive interventions throughout your day. So it can be like if you're at work, doing something really nice for a coworker actually will make you feel even better. Um, It'll make them happy, but it'll also make you happy. Or if you wanted to like, you know, just honestly saying good morning to each other in the morning when you get there, instead of just like heading straight to your office and like ignoring everybody, like little things like that can shift your mood during the day. And so trying to like build that into your routine, your workplace routine can be really helpful. And like, if you're at home, you know, kind of doing little like activities with the kids, that kind of like boost some positivity instead of just like, these are the things we have to get done today. Like Mm -hmm. do some fun sort of activities to just add some happiness to all of your days. (laughs) And then one of my other favorite things is just building in some rituals into your day. Or even just not so much rituals, but like positive things into your day. Like I know that, you know, a lot of times articles will be like, don't save the good China for just special events, like have a, you know, special dinner with your family. Or I always like, you know, light a candle when I take a shower, even if it's when I'm getting ready in the morning, just because it's like, oh, it smells so good in here. (laughs) You know, it just adds like this little touch of positivity. And it's like, you know, can you make your house a little cozier at this time of year when it's cold? And, you know, are there little things that you can do to just like little bursts of pleasure into your life? So Hmm, I love that. So what that makes me think of is just like those little comforts or mm-hmm. those little things that kind of add a little bit of like zhuzh into your day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it makes me think of just this past weekend, I was having an off day and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go upstairs and get the really fluffy, comfy Mm -hmm. blanket off of my bed that I normally sleep with. And I'm going to bring it downstairs and I'm going to sleep with it on the couch. And like, I just wrapped up in my blanket and I was like, "Mm, this is so cozy. (laughs) And it's just like, those little things are so easy almost to be like, I don't need to do that. It's like one extra thing. And just like do it, like use the nice china, light the candle, use that really fluffy blanket, make yourself a nice cup of like, just do nice things for yourself. And it is, it's so worth it. And it's so nice. Makes every day feel like a special day. Yes. And as we know, the Scandinavian countries have perfected the art of comfort um, with all their cold, dark months. So if mm. you need some inspiration, like I love checking out all sorts of books on just kind of ways that you can add a little atmosphere and comfort to your life. Um, yeah. Look up so, Higa. Yes. <laughs> H-Y-G-G-E. Yes. <laughs> like look it up because that is just, that is where I live Yes, <laughs> in like all of the fall and winter months. Exactly. (laughs) And then this is final tip on just how to better appreciate events in your life or like special occasions. So 
I think of this a lot when I think about travel, um, when you take this trip and you're like, wow, I took 80,000 photos, but I barely remember that dinner or that kind of thing. And so a couple of ways that you can truly like take advantage of the happy feelings and appreciate your, you know, special occasion is first off, if you're planning it, work on talking about it with your friends and family or whoever is participating in it because anticipation can lead to a boost in your happiness every day leading up to the event. And I always think about Christmas, like I love the period leading up to Christmas and then Christmas happens and you're kind of like, okay, like, yeah. But, you know, all that excitement leading up to it can be really fun and like boost your mood. And then when you're in the moment, I know people have said in the past, like taking mental snapshots, but it is a little bit checking in and like, you know, talking to whoever you're with, or if you're by yourself, just like checking in and saying like, oh my God, this is like an amazing event, or this is an amazing trip. Like, look at this beautiful, you know, like landscape, but not focus so much on just taking photos (laughs) the entire Mm -hmm. time, but just really like appreciating it and kind of doing like a mini gratitude in the moment where it's like, okay, what do I most appreciate about where I'm at right now or the event or, you know, the travel, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And then after the event, talking about like how much fun you had, kind of reminiscing. Obviously this can go a little too far where you're like constantly reminiscing about it to the detriment of your current present life, but it allows you to just like capitalize on the feelings a little longer. So that's how like, you can be a little bit more present and enjoy and get like the most happiness out of like events or, you know, special occasions or travel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The example that comes to mind for me is my wedding. So I know that a lot of people have this experience where the day completely flies by and then it's like, oh my gosh, I don't remember anything about this day. Like you just weren't present for it because there was so much going on, so many people that you needed to talk to, so many things that you needed to keep track of. And so that is some advice that I always give people ever since my wedding is make sure that you spend as much time as possible with your spouse and just kind of like walk off to the periphery of the party and just observe it together and take that mental snapshot and just do like your own little gratitude moment where it's like, oh my gosh, like this is it. This is our wedding. We're in it. Like, let's just soak in this moment. And that's going to really help you appreciate it when you're there. Like that's one of the biggest pieces of advice I give people because that's something that, you know, I didn't do at my wedding and it was one of the biggest regrets, I guess, is like I just let the day fly by without, you know, having those special moments. So, yeah, it's funny because right before we started recording this, Callie and I both mentioned our weddings as a good example of times we were not (laughs) present. (laughs) And I think that a lot of people can relate to that. So yes, like it's a great opportunity if you're about to get married or in your future to just, yeah, to stop and take some time to save the moment and really like enjoy each other. Yeah. And I think that it can go for anything really like, you know, kids' birthday parties, Mm -hmm. you know, you put 
on this little event for celebrating your person, you know, your little human that, you know, you're raising and just take a moment to step back and like appreciate all of the love in the room. You know, if you go and do like fun things with your friends, just like sit back and like take a mental snapshot of the moment of like all of your friends around and like how much love and happiness is there. You know, those are the things that are going to really help you just appreciate your life and, you know, not to get all, you know, like philosophical, I guess, but it's those types of moments, I think that, you know, when we're on our deathbed, it's going to be like, oh my gosh, I had such an amazing life. Like looking back on all of these memories that you have of like your friends and your family and all the, you know, love and friendship and experiences and all that. Like if your life just pass you by and you're just like, constantly either living in the future or living in the past, like you're not going to have that. So that's one of the big things that I also think of, you know, hopefully way in the future, you know, being a huge benefit to this. So on that note, I think that that puts a nice little bow on top of this episode. (laughs) So Just to recap, some tips to help you live a happier and more present life. So the number one thing is starting some type of a gratitude practice, however that works best for you. Checking in with yourself is going to be really important throughout the day. Just doing little mental timeouts to ask yourself how you're feeling. Building in rituals and positivity throughout the day. So don't wait for special events to do the special things. If it's just an average day, that is all the reason that you need to do the little special details that are going to make the day really special for yourself. And then finally, we talked about some ways to appreciate special occasions, whether that be trips or events or doing fun things, building the anticipation, and then being in the moment, taking mental snapshots, and then reminiscing afterwards, all of those really help to kind of like draw out the most positivity and like good feelings from that event. So that wraps up our message for today. I would really love for you to follow this podcast if you are enjoying it. And that way you're never going to miss a new episode when it comes out. And then if you really like it, rate and review, because that's going to help spread the word to other people who might also get a lot out of this podcast. Until next time, friends, we will see you later.